to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. Now, very quickly, we're going to talk about... You know, somebody needs to remind me to start giving titles to my sermons. So let's call it, it's our very own Christmas sermon. (laughs) I want us to understand an aspect of God today that will absolutely bless you. If you would want to know further concerning what I'll be sharing, I would advise you to read I Will Be There God. I did a whole chapter on Emmanuel, and then I did a whole chapter on God in us. Let me give you a minute to sort out my sound, it was okay. Then it started undergoing renovations. Uh, Sunday school, what should I say, our Zion kids the Young Adults Ministry, the Arts Ministry, and the Sweet Summits of Zion. You guys have done an amazing job. I know you've had very limited time to prepare because we've been busy as a church. Congratulations, not forgetting the musicians. I know you're part of the Sweet Summits, but even just acknowledging you as you, not forgetting the musicians and the people who were playing for them, the media team and all that and not forgetting those who were greeting us, the hospitality, not forgetting the people who put this beautiful thing in the decor department, not forgetting the people who made sure you are all in order and arranged, the ushering department, not forgetting the people who ushered us and made sure that we are settled, the protocol, and not forgetting the team that made sure this environment was conducive, which is a helps. And of course, the team that makes sure everyone is secure to the security. I think, I mentioned media. They didn't hear? I mentioned them immediately after sports. You were listening to the live broadcast. That's the problem. So I'm sure in the next 10 seconds, it'll come up in the live broadcast. So not forgetting the media team. Give them a hand. Wonderful. Now, I want us to understand that God is the best visionary, and we can learn how to envision from looking at God. Now, in our preps notes, we did prayer, we did reflection, 
but then there's E, which means envision. And we can learn being a visionary by looking at God. Isaiah chapter number 46 and verse 10 says something very interesting. Isaiah 46 and verse 10 says, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. I want you to take note of that. God declares the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things that are not yet done. Now, if you are like God, or you're trying to be like him, of which you are already like him because you've been born of him, then in a similar way, you must learn to declare the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, things are not, that are not yet done. Now, you may not always get the full picture, but here is something that I've realized. It's easier to work with a draft than to work with nothing at all. So as far as I'm concerned, December 31st, 2022, you should have an idea of some of the things you're trying to achieve, some of the things you're trying to do, and the person you're trying to be. And that's called envisioning. I'll say it again. He declares the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, things that are not yet done. Then interestingly, the next part that says my counsel shall stand shows that it's beyond the declaration. Because the moment it reaches a place of counsel, then we've reached the other P, which is planning. If you don't know about the preps formula, you're not in a cell group, right? Okay. Somebody say glory. glory. Say envision. envision. Now God had a vision of the earth, and then he created it. And he had a vision that this earth will be dominated by man. But then the fact is man mismanaged the vision. But God had a vision to restore man's dominion. And he declares it, interestingly, when speaking to the serpent. And if we study the book of Revelations, we are told that Satan is that old serpent. So we know there was some connection. Okay? Not that every snake is Satan. <laughs> That's what I used to think when I was young. Okay? Wonderful. Genesis 3, verse 15. He's speaking to the serpent. And he says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel now i want you to realize that this scripture is one of the first prophecies about the lord jesus christ one of the first prophecies about the lord jesus christ is Genesis 3 and verse 15. Genesis 3 and verse 15. He says, I'll put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. Okay? 
Now, why is this a prophecy of the Lord Jesus Christ? Number one, biologically, the seed does not come from a woman. If you've done your basic biology, you know that in the process of fertilization, the woman doesn't produce a seed. The woman produces the eggs. Now, the man had experienced the curse. So it meant that from that day forth, everything the man was ever going to reproduce was going to be reproduced after his kind. So anyone the man was ever going to reproduce was going to be reproduced sinful. That's why David could say, I was conceived in sin. Because the man was always going to reproduce. Is that Ngandwe? Is that you? I don't know. What's your, what's your title now? Con sorry? Woman Constable. Ah. Wonderful. No, she spent some months in training. So I'm told security is going to receive some training from you. <laughs> Lovely. I'm so happy to see you. Okay. Don't worry. Don't need to cut it off the podcast. Let them know that. Even in the Bible, don't you see? Then Priscilla is greeting you. Shan Shan is greeting you. If it's in, I've forgotten which book, where even the guy was writing for Paul, when Paul wasn't looking, he said, even I <laughs> greet you. <laughs> when you're the one in charge, have you ever read, you know, I would like to have a chat with John. John put some very interesting information. Have you ever read the scripture where John and Peter were going to the tomb? And then the Bible says, and then the one who was younger outran the one who was older. <laughs> like John had to emphasize that he outran Peter. Imagine what Peter, like in heaven when he saw, ah, at Bonjoy, <laughs> was that part necessary? <laughs> yeah. Okay, wonderful. That shows you God has a sense of humor. Now, like I said, um, Man was always going to produce after his kind. And the kind that man was going to produce is called flesh. And then the Bible tells us in Galatians that the works of the flesh are obvious. Haven't you noticed that many people grow up, reach a certain age, all start doing the same things, and then they think they're unique? Like everyone is really just doing the same things. Because it's that thing called flesh. Haven't you noticed why secular music will appeal to a vast majority. Do you know why? Because they know, oh, okay. So man has been designed, I'm not saying they go into this deep thought, but I wouldn't be surprised if Satan does, because some of those songs are Satan-inspired. So, there are some songs which you know, this came, as in, there was literally a pit in hell where they were composing. You can tell. <laughs> Praise God. You can tell. And then they know, oh, the works of the flesh are obvious. Adultery, fornication. So guys, what can we do? Let's appeal to the flesh. Let's write a song in hell. What will we call this song? Let's call it Make Love in This Club. What will it do? It will make people want to make love in this club. That's devilish. That's demonic. Straight from the pit of hell. That's why you find those things sell a lot. Then... You, then the moment you start thinking like that, you should think twice before featuring a worldly artist in your songs. 
you should. And you know something interesting? I was doing an observation, and I noticed something. Uh, majority, this is just my personal observation, of artists who have seen featuring, featuring a worldly artist in their song, I don't know what for though, most of them, that song is never really their hit song. It's never really that song that will win people to, the, to Christ. Sometimes I wonder if uh, we in the church have got this, such an inferiority complex that we think we need the world to reach the world. And it should be embarrassing if after somebody has sung with you, the very next week they're singing something demonic. There's supposed to be enmity between the serpent and the seed of the woman. So when you see me like this, I'm feeling prophecy. The Bible is very clear that the world and us, there's an enmity. Not people, but the world, the flesh, the systems, because most of those systems are run by principalities and powers. Okay? And let me tell you something. I speak like this because I sit in that office. I know how these things have influenced people to see certain things as normal and to make mistakes that have ruined lives. I know what it is. I'll put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. God was very clear that the woman there would be a seed. Now, that seed was never going to come from an earthly man. That seed came from God. That seed came from God. And then the prophecy was what would happen with that seed? That seed would bruise his head. That shows authority. But then the serpent was going to bruise his heel. That's the crucifixion. But God planned this deliberately. Because when you read in the book of Isaiah, you realize that it says it pleased God to bruise him. And the reason was, let's read it. Isaiah 53. Sometimes you assume everyone has read the scriptures. Let's go to verse 8. Oh my God. Oh God. It says he was taken from prison and from judgment. And who would declare his generation? I want you to understand that part means he doesn't, by the time he was dying, he didn't have children. So now, the, the prophet is writing, describing it as he's seeing it. Like, ah, now who would declare his generation? Like, what would he reproduce? Imagine leaving the earth, you've not produced after your kind. And then he's the holy one, and then he's not produced holy ones after his kind. So he's like, who would declare his generation? That's what he says. Maybe start with verse 7. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you can tell it's Jesus, right? Let's go, verse 9 now. And then it says, they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death. Give me the NLT. He had done no wrong. Now, this is written 600 years or so before Jesus. He had done no wrong, and he never deceived anyone, but he was buried like a criminal. 
But guess what? He was put in a rich man's grave. Have you ever read in the scriptures what happened to Jesus? When, is it Joseph? Who asked for his body and put it in his tomb. And he was a rich man. We need a few more of those. <laughs> we need a few more of those. Can you imagine what preserved the location of the body of Jesus in that moment was money? Money and influence. Why could he ask for it? He had money and he had influence. There are certain things that the church will only get the moment we have money and influence. So if you're not interested in having money and influence, I just pray for some of us to have money and influence. Okay? <laughs> I'll receive it on your behalf, and I'll thank you in heaven. Now, you can go back to the NKJV. Next verse. Let's go. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He shall bruise your heel. You know, Satan thought he was smart. Have you guys ever realized that Satan didn't know he was doing God a favor? Can I show you from the scriptures that he was doing God a favor? 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. Verse 6 should say, but we speak the wisdom of God to the mature, right? I think that's what it should say. Uh-huh. We, speak, we speak the wisdom of God among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. Next verse. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Next verse which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Had they known that they were helping us. Now, can I just show you guys something? Are you sure? Okay. Ah, praise God. I just want you to see how spiritual this was. I want to show you from the book of Luke 22. Now, when we talk about the rulers of this age, some people are thinking Alexander the Great, King this, Pilate, and all that stuff. But there's just something I want you to realize about what happened on the day Jesus was being arrested. Look at Luke 22. Did I give you the verse? Why couldn't you guess the verse? Dear prophetic people. So, <laughs> give me verse 50. And one of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. Now, if you read the synoptic gospels, you realize who did that. Who was that? Peter. That's why I, I, I struggle with the thought when people say Peter was a coward before the Holy Spirit came. He wasn't. His strength just failed. His strength reached its max. Peter wasn't a coward. His strength reached its max. So Peter struck. And how many of you know who the servant of the high priest was? What was his name? Malchus, right? We need a Bible quiz soon. Only one person answered. Next verse. As long as faith doesn't prepare it. We had a board retreat and faith prepared. Ha! Like, I've never seen some of those things in the Bible. Ah. My engineer, Chabe. She was busy looking for things which we all don't see. How many nails were on the Ark of the Covenant on the left side? Which, Okay. Now, the Bible says, but Jesus answered and said, by the way, what I'm about to show you will show you why spiritual warfare is important. Jesus answered and said, permit even this. And he touched his ear and healed him. They still, 
arrested him. Somebody puts back an ear. Haven't you ever seen what Jesus said? For some people, it's my words which will condemn them. Others, it's my works. <laughs> Next verse. Then Jesus said to the chief priests, captains of the temple, and the elders who had come to him, have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs? Next verse. When I was with you daily in the temple, you did not try to seize me. But this is your hour, notice the next, and the power of darkness. So most people, physically, were only seeing servants and chief priests and the like. What people don't realize is that that should have been the day all powers of darkness came. They all traveled that day. But then, it wasn't just powers of darkness which were there. If you read according to Matthew, Jesus told Peter, saying, don't you know if I pray, my father will send 12 legions of angels. So there were also angels waiting on the command. But notice he said, if I pray. So meaning the angels would have done nothing if there was no interaction. Because that's how angels work. It's the same thing. Elisha and his servant, and they are surrounded. And then Elisha says, open his eyes. And then he saw there were angels, and the angels were inactive until Elisha then spoke. Elisha prayed, oh Lord, let blindness happen. Then the angels became active. So there are angels that surround, but they wait for the word. Because in Psalm 103 verse, is it Psalm 103 verse 20? It says, his angels who perform his word. So your angels will have nothing to do if you don't learn praying and declaring. Now, that day, the rulers of, the, of this age gathered, the principalities, the powers, the powers of darkness, and they thought, this is it. And you know how they work when they want to work on earth. They work the same way God works. They use a man. The only thing is war to the man. Woe to the man who becomes the one Satan uses. When King Herod suddenly was stirred with jealousy and was intimidated by a baby and wanted a baby killed, who do you think that was? That was Satan that filled him. When Judas Iscariot thought it was just greed, he thought he was just greedy, Satan takes advantage of that greed and filled him, and then afterwards left him alone to suffer the consequences. Satan does not know the ministry of comfort. Satan didn't comfort him afterwards. Left him alone and he killed himself. Never allow Satan to use you. Let's finish this. Never allow that. He leaves you alone afterwards. Afterwards, he will even mock you. He will say, what have you done? He's like Scar from the Lion King. Simba, what have you done? Run. Never come back. That's the way he is. That's how it works. So you have to remember who you are. So now, um, <laughs> now, all along, we were in Isaiah 53. Let's just finish Isaiah 53. Uh, somebody came to my office yesterday. Oh my goodness. No, not yesterday, on Sunday. And they're like, Pastor, um, in church you said there are two kinds of backsliding. You mentioned the first, but you didn't mention the second. So what's the second? I left it in my notes. 
So the second kind of backsliding, <laughs> the first one is when you're not doing what you're supposed to do. The second one is when you're doing wrong things. Okay. Hey. <laughs> I was sure. After I preached a powerful sermon. So now, it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. I know they are from media. And when you make... <laughs> When you make his soul an offering for sin, now notice what the Bible says. What will happen? He see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Next verse. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. And by his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify. To justify means to acquit and make righteous many, for he shall bear their iniquities. The whole point of him being born, the whole point of him being born was so that he could see his seed. And his seed was not going to be children born of flesh and blood, nor of a husband's will nor the will of a man, but born of God. That's why these are not children born of the flesh, because flesh gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit. I've just given you John 1, and I've given you John 3. And when he explains flesh giving birth to flesh, and spirit giving birth to spirit, he goes on to say, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. There's a reason those men were called wise. Because for them, it's not a baby they saw. Perhaps it's you and me they saw. They saw what he was going to produce. They saw what he was going to produce. And so they worshipped him the way others could only worship him at the end. But they did it from the beginning. And that's why in the song we say, by the spirit I've seen the star. What are we saying? We've also seen it. We've seen the great light. The Bible says those who walked in great darkness, that's Isaiah 9, those who walked in great darkness have seen the light. They've seen a bright light. Let's go to it, Isaiah 9. My point here today is God had a vision when Jesus was coming. The vision was to produce you and me. And that is why if you were to ask the Lord Jesus, perhaps he will say, that you and I are actually the reason for the season. Because it says the people who walked in great darkness, in darkness, have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them light has shined. How has this happened? Verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Next verse. Of the increase of his government, there shall be no end, and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice. From that time forward and even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not about, honestly, I couldn't care less which date it was. 
I really couldn't care less. Because I don't think they were using our kind of calendars. Or what other people celebrate about it. The fact that we actually get to have a season where we deliberately focus on the fact that Jesus was born and what his birth meant for me. What his birth meant for me. Wow. Wow. That we got to see the beginning of the vision of God. Galatians 4. We're going to read from verse 1 to 7 and we're done. I just want us to see what, how significant the birth of Jesus was in the spiritual realm. Now, I say that the heir, as long as he's a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he's a master of all. Uh-huh. But he's under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the father. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. Verse 4. Wait. Verse 3. We're in bondage under the elements of the world. I don't know how far you're willing to stretch your faith. I think for some today, allergy season comes to an end. What do you think? Because we're in bondage under the elements of the world. Whether it's hot or cold season, you, your season will always be the season of glory. The Bible says this one, the one that's planted by the river, this one shall not know when heat comes. Perhaps broke seasons can also come to an end. What do you think? <laughs> no, if you're not interested, say amen for your neighbor. Perhaps they need it more than you. I need to take some time to study that. I'll identify everything that's the elements of the world. And then I'll stretch my faith. But then look at the next verse. But when the fullness of time had come, give me the King James. As in, this, <laughs> when the pregnancy reaches that stage, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. If it has come, it has come. It says, but when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law. So in the spiritual realm, the time clicked, boom. I don't know if you're getting my point. Because to God, a day is like a thousand, a thousand is like a day. But God chose that very moment, that very woman, planted his seed. And in that, when that fullness of time, his son was born. And notice it says, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, actually. Eh? Meaning the child was born, but the son was given. The woman birthed the child, but the son of God was given to us. She birthed his house. And now you know that the, the blood of a, a mother and a child don't mix in the womb. So that blood was, where did it come from? Where did it come from? Next verse. To redeem them that were under the law. That we might notice it was for a purpose. The purpose was not rice and chicken. 
Enjoy the rice that you can. No, let me not be a hypocrite. I won't lie to you. Eating, I've eaten. I've eaten this Christmas spirit. I've eaten. I can't, I can't mention as in the number of meats I've eaten. I have eaten. As in I've fulfilled the scripture that says God dominate over the fowl of the air, the, the, the beasts of the field. I've, I've fulfilled all righteousness. Praise God. Because when we mean to fast, we fast. But when we mean to feast, <laughs> we show forth dominion in all areas. Even today, I'm going to eat. <laughs> Anyways. But the point is this. I want us to realize what was the reason. Was it just to be born so we can sing carols? Was it just to be born so we can always be talking about this guy called Noel? There was a time I never knew what Noel meant. I didn't know what Noel, Noel was a Christmas carol. So I used to wonder. Noel from Wimbapo, your hair. The first Noel, the next Noel. So I would always like, look for Noel. Like. <laughs> Guys, I hope so for those who didn't know, a Noel is. That's why you always hear it in all the songs. Noel. I hope the praise team were not singing with no idea. So now, the purpose was not the carols. The purpose was not the decor. The purpose was bigger than that. It was more glorious. What was the purpose? That we might receive the adoption of sons. Ah. Lord, that, ah. If it just ended there, that would have been enough. Next verse. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. You know what that means? It means he sent us, when, it's, when, when, when the spirit there is described as the spirit of his son, it means, let me show you what the spirit does. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 12. You can give me the new King James. Daddy. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 12. It says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Next verse. For what man knows the things... Did I skip a verse? Next verse, please. Which we also speak. Next verse, please. Ah, I skipped the verse. It should be verse 11. Give me 11. Aha. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now, if you've received the spirit, and there he's described as the spirit of his son, it means everything the son knows about the father. Everything the son knows about God as the father. People always knew him as the judge. They knew him as all those things. And all those things are important. But in this case, the reason he was manifested was so we could know him as dad. And so the spirit of God comes in us to teach us the things of God, even as daddy. And you know what happens when you know him as daddy? That just heals your heart. That just... 
I don't know, it's, it's this level of access that can make a grown man cry. I don't understand that he's getting my point, but it's that softness, it's that, that's why he came. That's why he came. That's why he came. And for me, that's special. Amen. So really, for me, it's not about getting into arguments with people about whether we should celebrate it or not. I couldn't care less. Do they realize what happened in the fullness of time? Do they realize that that's the day that signified the beginning on earth of my adoption process? For me, that's big. With that knowledge, we'll sing one Christmas carol, and you'll sing it with revelation. Oh wow, what a service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0 If you are unable to call, you can email us on thecityofthelordzambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.